My name is Dr. Mike. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, and I'm proud of where I came from. While I have since moved to greener pastures and found happiness in the flyover states, I still have a certain fondness for the flower city, especially its signature food, the plate. Unfortunately, watching from afar, the city has declined from a titan of industry and cultural powerhouse to a pit of despair and corruption held together by bubblegum and duct tape. Nonetheless, nothing will take away my memories of the Rochester I grew up in, except maybe the senility of old age. So before that happens, come join me as we reminisce about the things that made Rochester special. Come join me for a flyover plate. Welcome to the July 2023 episode of the Flyover Plates podcast. I am your host, pilot, tour guide, therapist, Dr. Mike. Please, again, thank you uh, to Nolan DeRosia for the wonderful music. Thank you to all of you who are listening and keeping this thing alive, giving me the inspiration to keep uh, doing this for everybody who misses rochester likes rochester wants a shred of hope for rochester and uh i enjoy doing it it's cathartic for me it's a great therapy session i wake up the next morning much more energized and revived knowing that uh i could spread a little joy and cheer to all of you out there but i can't do this alone uh let me introduce my co-host he is a man about town in Rochester, and he has developed a knack for scam prevention, whether it be the OneDrive scandal or making sure you don't buy 16 CDs for a penny. You can catch him on his ham radio call sign. Well, actually, I have no idea what it is. I'll let him tell the audience himself. Ladies and gentlemen, owner of Technosophy LLC, host of the Computer Exorcist podcast, and prospective 2024 Hamvention attendee, Mark Anthony Arena. Mark, how are you this evening? 16 CDs for a penny. I love how you come up with these things. Remember in the 90s, every magazine had all these, you could buy eight CDs for a penny. Like, I wish, Mike... I wish life were that simple again. I wish that was the worst scam that humanity had to deal with because that was easy. That was easy. It was right next to the, you know, America Online version 7.0 CD-ROM that was in every magazine and periodical that you could find. I remember hearing relatives say, oh, that was the hardest thing. It was horrible. I signed up for that thing, and it was so hard to get out of. And I'm thinking right now, like, compare that to now with the OneDrive scandal, which sucks your documents and photos out of your computer without your knowledge and then begs you for (laughs) rental money. The the worst we had was buyer's remorse when we, you know, switched to Prodigy Internet, and then we got another another cd for america online and we had buyer's remorse it's like oh man we got to go back to aol now so 
it, it's amazing how things have come in such a such a short period of time. <laughs> so, how have you been, Mark? How's everything been going? I I just this year when people ask me how I'm doing, I just say thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. This year is going so well. Thanks be to God. I just everything is going so well. Uh, I'm so thrilled and just everything i can't even i went to boston for a while and this weekend i looked at old old 70s cards and photos with my family and yeah oh man jazz fest i survived jazz fest no one shot me it was great oh that's fantastic did you drive to boston or did you fly yeah i drive because i like to do everything on my own schedule yeah that's always nice it's it's much harder doing that with small children but you know i did do some flying over the last month i did uh go to houston i i am i am now a godfather to a beautiful six-month-old baby girl Congratulations. and uh thank you hello but uh man i i just had some stories i just want to get off my chest about my travel notes because um a couple things happened on the trip that i was like man you know what since we're flying and this is the flyover plates podcast i mean it's appropriate but uh you ever get on that plane and you get your seat my my family gets in because we've got the kids we got to make sure they're all situated in with their tablets and we don't really want to go on the go on the plane at the very end but uh man i was just sitting there flights you know, people are coming in, stu- stewardess, flight attendant was like, oh, this is a full flight, you know. But I keep seeing people walking back past me and, and walking back past me. And and then all of a sudden, I, I get this, I keep getting this false sense of hope that, you know, just maybe I won't have that person in the center seat sitting next to me. And then, and then just when they're like, okay, I think we're done with boarding. And then that last person comes in, like sweat dripping off their face. They had to hightail it from security to the gate. They're out of breath. They're hyperventilating. And then all of a sudden they look and you go, I'm in row 12, 12 B and I'm sitting in row. I'm sitting in 12 a going, Oh man, you know, there we go. <laughs> here they come right next to here me. Comes, here comes the next two hours of my life. Um, but and of course, it looks like they've never traveled before in their life, and it was just—it's just—it's like, man, you know, it's you get that false sense of hope. You're like, oh, you know what? I might get to stretch out. Heck, I might even need to put my bag on the seat next to me. It did happen on one of the legs, but uh, not on the second one. And I'm—I'm just—it just really, really starts to frustrate you. And it, anyway, I. I as much as Southwest is a, is a pain in the butt. Um, I like how they do it. It's like, okay, you know what? You have a 24. This is where you sit. This is where you board. And if you're in the C uh, category, then well, you snooze, you lose, but it is a, uh, I mean, it's a rush to try to get boarding passes. Once you ha- once the check-in windows available, it's, it's worse than trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> You know, you, you you get there like 23 hours and 58 minutes before your flight. And you're like, oh, man, I'm already an 830. This sucks. I'm not going to get anything. Um, but 
we did get to fly through my son's favorite airport. His airport, his favorite airport is is Dallas Fort Worth. Why? For no other reason that there's Seven Elevens in the concourse. Cool. So he, uh, so of course, him and I got to go get a Slurpee in Terminal B, and um, he always likes that sort of stuff. So he, you know, that's a father son moment right there that I'll hold near and dear to my heart for sure. That's great. Um, I do want to, I do want to issue a a public service announcement for everybody who's listening, especially those folks listening out in uh, Rochester. If you can afford electricity, if you can afford electricity and don't have, if you have something other than the frontier wife uh, internet, I dial like, up, yeah, <laughs> your DSL, up. which is now slower than dial up. So, um. Mark, you remember there comes a time when all of your plate establishments close for a little while. Um, I remember when the one closest to me growing up, it was about this time, end of July. And, you know, they warned me. They're like, hey, just so you know, we're closing for a week in August because we have to clean the grills. And I just was like, okay, well, first off, I don't even want to know what you're going to find in those grills. Because if it's been a year, um, if, if it's if it takes a week to clean the grills, uh, that's that's a heavy duty job that somebody lost a bet on. I, I swear. But uh, but then it dawned on me. Then it dawned on me like, you know, this is like the last week. This is when the grill's going to be the dirtiest, the greasiest you're going to get all those you know little extra bits of flavor and they may shorten your life expectancy a few more months but but this is prime time to go to your local plate establishment and get the greasiest tastiest garbage plate <laughs> or plate that you've ever had but also do keep in mind that these fine people that work there and own these establishments they need a vacation too so they may be closed for a certain period of time but get your plate in the summer while you can before they clean those grills because there is a difference there's a difference in taste after they you, you go before they clean the grills and you go after you don't feel nearly as guilty and there isn't that there there isn't that uh, flirtation with death that uh, a good greasy plate will do. Um, that's your public service announcement. That that's my PSA. It's that time of year, so just uh, consult with your local plate establishment. Make sure they're not going on vacation or cleaning the grills, and go enjoy. Whether it's uh, whether it's a dine in or take out, you go do what you gotta do. <laughs> so. <laughs> So speaking of of plates, Mark, you you did go to Jazz Fest and somehow lived to tell the tale. So <laughs> there was a plate of some sort that yeah. uh, I that went... you were that you were that you had experienced. So tell me about it. Yeah, I went to Jazz Fest, and uh, actually, I need to look up the name of the guy. It was it was an event, a special event. It was like an off Broadway, off Jazz Fest event that was put on by Bethel Express, my favorite charity. I gotta find out. I can't remember the name. I feel bad, but uh, they were phenomenal, and it was a really great show. And 
the caterer so unfortunately this isn't a normal restaurant that you just walk into you have to call them up and and have them cater one of your parties and i will tell you they were phenomenal but the caterer for this event uh for this jazz event was a group called favored flavors and the guy is a woodcliffe chef uh or he might still cook there and just unbelievable i've i've seen him at other events his food's always great so I said, all right, what do you got here? And they said, I mean, technically it wasn't a garbage plate because it wasn't all piled up on each other. But they said uh, grilled chicken or burger. And I always go for burger because I hate grilled chickens. It's always dry and it's it's horrible and gross. Unless it's slathered in Bill Gray's hot sauce. I just, just Okay. All right. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. I had that earlier this week and it, it, uh, it made me feel happy. Of course it does. Uh, that's that's what the MSG. <laughs> but, uh, that's right. So the, this group favored flavors. So I get a hamburger, I get mac salad, and I get my favorite thing: salt potatoes with loads of melted butter. Oh, salt potatoes. So I'm considering this a garbage plate because it's got three key components. Okay, there were no beans and whatever. It wasn't. Uh, there was an onion mustard hot sauce. I just didn't want those, but I'm sure they had a bottle of Frank's somewhere and I might have put some on. And as I, I'm happy to report, as I'm apparently the new field reporter for the Flyover Plates show, because I'm, I'm man on the ground in the, um, you know, like the journalists in the war zones where they have to wear the bulletproof vests and they have the helmet that says press, don't shoot me. Like you are what Don Elhart was during World War One, my friend. <laughs> During World War One, that's gonna get me in trouble. Go get a soda and a popcorn, folks, while I recover from that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm the boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, Mark Anthony Arena. Okay, so right, a reporter at large. You know, as much as I really loved last month's plate from O'Callahan's, this was even better. And again, I don't eat Mac salad, but I ate O'Callahan's Mac salad, loved it. This was even better. They put even tons better. of paprika and cayenne pepper, and I was talking to him, and he gave me a little bit of a little clue of what was in it, a little bit. And the the boiled salt potatoes with butter and I was just dipping them in the butter I'd slice off a little slice of the potato and I'd douse each fork full in butter and that the burger was nice and oh it was juicy and oh man oh so so the key to the salt potatoes and I've showed you pictures of salt potatoes I make at home it's the one thing my family actually loves me to make oh it needs to have that pool of butter underneath it yeah I, I it doesn't matter what else i don't i don't care how much salt you put on if it tastes like salt potatoes but it has to have that that pool of butter that if you had a if you had another piece of bread or heck if you if you just if you had a straw just drink it <laughs> or your finger um, if it's something really good yeah you, but i've done that where finger, i take a stale that, yeah stale yeah. italian bread and dip it in the butter Oh, absolutely um <sighs> that sounds fantastic of course, I, I will say I, I do associate salt potatoes more with the neighbor to the east, Syracuse, but it's a it's a very good concoction, and especially so. Mark, did 
let me ask you something. Since it was outside, since it was at a festival, did that did the environment like change your perception on everything? Like, would you eat that at an actual plate restaurant? Or oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know it's funny because it was there was a threat of rain. Um, but I brought my convertible. I, you know, I pulled the top down and just sat in it in the parking lot. And then I eventually just wandered around and socialized with people, but it was just, it turned out to be the nicest weather. It was phenomenal. Wasn't too hot, nice breeze. And you know, the jazz was phenomenal and what a night. Oh, fantastic. You know, actually, actually I, uh, last, last night I was working one of the, um, I was working the local balloon fest over here where I live and I was working the beer tent, and of course they had us. They had us situated right next to a food truck and another corn dog type truck. And <laughs> I missed my opportunity because I was slinging. We were slinging beers all night. I mean, heck, we racked up a, a ton of tips. But the food truck next to us actually ran out of hamburgers, and I was like, "It's like, oh man, this this would have been a perfect time to." to tell them about the uh the wonderfulness of a garbage plate but uh man they they were slinging they were slinging burgers all over the place too and i i do say i did miss that opportunity to educate the local folk around here about the wonderfulness of garbage plates but yeah, rather than start um, your own food truck you could just find a struggling food truck and then bless them with the knowledge and watch them soar oh absolutely absolutely cuz uh, i mean I mean, these were these were people that I mean, these were people that were shelling out for generic, you know, just run of the mill Michelob Ultras and Yinglings. And, you know, they weren't going for craft beers or anything like that. These are these are blue collar salt of the earth people, not unlike the folks of Rochester. Uh, They're salt Um, potatoes of the earth. Salt potatoes of the earth. There we go. There's the title for the episode right there. Okay, write it down. Uh, Write it down. Salt potatoes of the earth. Um, oh. For those of you who don't know, Mark and I don't have anything rehearsed. We just kind of come up with this stuff organically. Um, oh, that's so great. Which, which I'll talk about later. One of our organic text message conversations that led us to the next evolution of this of this podcast. Uh, but the people that I that live here, the people that live in Rochester, we're not that much different we're blue collar folks salt you know salt potatoes of the earth type people the nicest folks on the face of the earth um and and quite frankly it it, it's you know having been here for a few now few years now it feels more like home now with my kids getting becoming more school age getting to daycare we become friends with their parents and for those of you who don't think that you're going to make friends because you're new to an area. You will, if you, if you have kids or nephews or something like that, because they will, you know, they, they will have, they'll carve their own niche and, and you, you'll find some really great people. I, I promise you that. But, you know, it was one of those nights, like last night and, and, and ever since I got back from, uh, from the 4th of July, We've really just kind of stayed home, and one of my one of my son's friends, who I've you know coached for different sports, and um, goes to the same school as my son, and they invited us over one night, and it was just a Friday night. It was they're in a pretty secluded neighborhood, 
and the kids played kickball. They shot squirt guns. You know, we're sitting out in the driveway, you know, having some drinks. One of the neighbors made burgers and hot dogs. And uh, I did tell them about the garbage plate and they're, they're mildly and in, they're intrigued that not okay. mildly, but they're really intrigued. Okay. Um, but in any event, Mark, and again, similar to jazz fest, there's no technology. There's no staring at your phone. It was just conversations with people, people who, you know, I knew I knew my my son's uh, friend's parents, but I didn't know anybody else around the neighborhood, and they didn't care. They treated us as one of their own. But Mark, do you, do you remember? Do you miss those nights of just sitting out, enjoying the warm weather, enjoying the 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 late afternoon sun sunset and that sort of thing? And it was just it, it was just so peaceful. It was it was, it was just it was awesome. My parents were known for having driveway parties when I was growing up and they had, my dad had these huge speakers, you know, that DJs have, and he actually Mm -hmm. used them to DJ some dances at at our school. Uh, And so huge speakers in the garage, like as tall as we were, right. They're four Mm -hmm. feet tall, five feet tall. And, and they would play a lot of disco. And I remember uh, just people would, you know, the neighbors just doing disco moves out there to them. It was like a flashback from 20 years before. And it was just wild. They would sit out there with their, their lawn chairs and have coffee and beer. And and we would, as kids just run around the house or play football or whatever, you know, around the outside of the house, run around the yard. Oh yeah. And and then next thing you know, it was, 9 30 9 45 at night it's just starting to get dark out here and you know my kids they my kids didn't know they didn't care it was 9 45 and all of a sudden we're like oh we got stuff to do tomorrow but i mean we let the kids stay they let the kids just basically played kickball in the street until until it got dark out and then the, you know the lights came on and then they started to venture a little bit closer to home but the boys play kickball the girls were off doing whatever they were doing and like I said, it, it was one of those nights that i hadn't had in a long time and uh it was it was absolutely wonderful it was a great night because again like you back in the day um my neighbor my neighbor was um of course italian uh, converted his garage, <laughs> converted his garage into just this gathering spot. I mean, it had a fully a fully stocked refrigerator, freezer, a stove, tables, TV. I mean, threw down some outdoor carpeting, had everything out there. And I, well, by I international swear, law, all Italians, no matter where we are on Earth, have to have a secondary kitchen for entertaining. Oh, of course. Of course. And, you know, he was making wine in his basement and just all these other stuff. But what I remember was at least once a week, if not more so, people would just come over. They were his driveway would be full of cars flooding out into the street. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'd come home from whatever I was coming home from, whether it was practice or 
driving my sister or brother somewhere. And uh, if I if I saw the light on and the garage door open, I it didn't I didn't even have to ask. It's just I walked right in and just started eating. Um, <laughs> just walked in and just started eating. I, I, they they would have they would have been offended if I didn't. I mean, they want they wanted me to eat, drink, and be merry, and and yes, some of that was was not appropriate for children, but um, <laughs> really, I'm just talking about lemon cello. I'm not talking okay, about that's cool. anything crazy, but no, but that's um, a he made nice his thing, own, and that's yeah, he made his what? own lemon cello, had his own wine. That's what I people mean, did in the old days before the cloud and the media controlled us and separated us all and made us sit in our couches. Yeah. So, th- I mean, we're and, and even it was talking over with my wife and I'm like, you know, we need to do this again. And she goes, yes, we do, because she had as good of a time as I did. And um, I wish more people would do that. I wish more people would just get up off their phones associate with people they're friendly people by and large are friendly and to to have those just appreciate the moment that you're in right then and there i don't know if i mentioned this on your last show but on one of my recent episodes i interviewed a guy who runs an island nation called guernsey and it's sixty-three thousand people independent island and he said we're reweaving society back together we look at each other in the eye we are neighbors we take care of each other we don't throw litter everywhere and have the you know some someone else's problem syndrome we we reweaving society so that's now i get why you brought all this up because... And I listened to that podcast episode. That guy's phenomenal. That that oh, guy yeah. is, I mean, he's doing something truly remarkable there. And yeah, his you know, name for is the Mark last win, if you want to look him up, I'm... yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. For the last little bit of summer, I I do implore you to just enjoy the moment because pretty soon, you know, a couple weeks, kids will go back to school. It'll start snowing. Pools exactly. Come out it'll, a lot it'll after Labor Day. I was going to say August 15th, but, you know, who knows? Um, But but yeah, just enjoy, enjoy the rest of your summer. Enjoy whether if there's a festival nearby, go to it, talk to somebody, talk to somebody in church. Um, You'll you'll be you'll you'll feel much better for it. I I really I really do. I really do believe that. Um, so, so since uh, since Mark and I just have uh, outside of this podcast, we text message each other frequently, and there, there's one particular thread that uh, I, I don't I don't know what I can't remember what started it. I'm I'm just uh, who knows. I don't know. It could have been me looking for outdoor cameras. It could have been more yeah. plate related stuff. It could have been, oh, it could have been Vinny and Angelo. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I see your head shaking over there now. Like, who knows? Who knows? But uh, we, we came up or somehow we got on the topic of a mascot for the show. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. So. We we do have we we do have a proto or an idea for a mascot. We are we are gonna call him 
We are going to call him Theo the Plate Cook. <laughs> because it's a note, an, an homage to those who serve up these wonderful, wonderful delicacies. Um, and, you know, some of them, some of them have a very piercing stare that will go straight into your soul and you will see the face of God. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully at some point, if I ever decide to, uh, if I ever decide to make a prototype of it, um, we may have a mascot for the show. Oh yeah, that's right. It was, we went from, we went from Kodak fun saver cameras and phase drugs to talking about a mascot. That's, I found found the text message thread. I was like, Oh wait, we we went, (laughs) of course. And I had to mention phase drugs because I don't, I don't think one's been open since 1993, but, um, look at this. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I'm trying to, what? okay. Oh, 1983. I've, I'm holding in my hand, folks, um, a Wegmans print film developing and printing. I don't know why it says that. Color print film developing and printing. It's from 83, but it looks like it's from 73. It looks like they'd been using these since then. Hey, Mark, do me a favor. Open hmm. it up and make sure it was printed on Kodak paper. <clears throat> I'm sure it was. Oh yeah, so it had got a lot it of old better have been. Here we go. It Your better have been. Pictures United Film. Look on the back. Does oh, it yeah. say Kodak, Kodak Film paper. or does it say Kodak paper? Okay. Copyright eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Man, oh man. Was that right next to the Wegman's Home Video Store? Yeah, I used to really enjoy that. Actually, the Wegman's Home Videos. I did too. Yeah. I remember I in college, I bought a VCR from the stereo shop, and they handed me a gift card that entitled me to one year worth of oh, wow. Wegman's VHS rentals. Wow. Yeah, it was way better than Netflix. When I did my grocery shopping, I just went in and exchanged the tape, got another one. Well, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I, I, I question how Blockbuster would have survived when just Wegmans decided to make up their home their own video rental portion and and side note by the way blockbuster was an occasion we lost the sense of occasion i'm sure you remember in the 90s right if your parents took you to all right we're gonna go on a date night so we're gonna we're gonna bring you to blockbuster and you pick out something you like and and we'd walk around looking at all the movie covers and ogling at all the ladies on the movie covers and then getting raisinets or bunch of crunch or microwave popcorn and the whole place smelled like microwave popcorn for some what were they doing eating the stock in the back no they were doing the whole realtor with the warm cookie smell thing they're trying to entice people so that's why blockbuster always smelled like buttered popcorn they probably was some like uh air freshener type thing like the realtors do the trick the whole time all the time with the warm cookies just you know that warm cookie smell and i guess it supposedly increases the chance of somebody buying a house i'm, I'm almost certain that's why Either that or it was to cover up the weed stench. I don't know. <laughs> no, but but see how our conversation, as we're laughing about our conversation going on tangents, we end up going from uh, uh, Theo the plate cook to phase drugs to VHS tapes to Wegmans to Blockbuster. 
So and the, the, the tie that binds is those are all things that we can remember about Rochester. And I love and that, right? And like we were saying earlier, the driveway parties, everything you you brought it all together tonight. And and side note, I just want to say that this year has been wonderful for so many reasons. You know, I'm climbing out of 10 years of extreme exhaustion and overwork and all that. But this year is the, for the first time in as long as I can remember, I'm doing something creative with you on this show. This show is one of the one of the great things that happened to me this year. So I appreciate you. Ooh. Well, I'm honored. And if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for your help, this would never have come off the ground. So kudos to you for, for finally breaking me down to do this podcast. And, um, it, it has, I'm hoping that it's been good. I mean, the downloads have been there. Um, and I hope that anybody who has any remote ties or direct ties to Rochester have, uh, you know, been able to realize, yep, this was a good place, a good place once upon a time. Yeah, I had a buddy the other day. Uh, he, he escaped Rochester, and he's been listening to the show, and he texted me and said, fly over plates forever. So shout out yes. to Jared. Jared. Thanks for listening. Wow. And, then, yeah, and I got to give a – Got to give a, a shout out to my my friends Chelsea and Andrew who uh, came by the balloon fest last night and didn't ha- didn't really need to or they just I texted them I'm like hey if you need something to do I'm gonna be slinging beers and they showed up and just talked to them about how uh, you know where we live now and and the roots that I've established here and um, just. Like I said, there, there. The parallels are the, the parallels are uncanny. I mean, just substitute um, Kodak for GM or Hammer Mill paper or what have you. But we, we haven't lost our ever loving minds on a on a state standpoint. Our state's still pretty, uh, still pretty level headed. I I can't help but marvel at all the all the other crap that's going on with new york state but yeah, shout uh, out to roy rogers it's an endangered species of three last one left in new york and i try to support them hey two things about that um number one in the recent mcquade alumni magazine that we both got uh there was a guy who they interviewed and he gave him a big donation and they asked him why and he said back when i went to school at mcquade we had xerox and kodak and rochester was thriving and apparently there's nothing left so i felt the need to donate so kids can afford to go to school oh pity donation oh man well everything uh, least, is about pity but also at least, he did, at least he went to mcquaid and not aquinas yeah also um i want to welcome anyone who's listening uh to us because of the announcement in the McQuaid alumni thing that said oh. Mark Anthony Arena and Mike Brandon are are doing well actually they announced my show but you know what why don't you write them and announce your show I I might have well then they'll know where I am and then I'll get letters for them asking for money and stuff and <laughs> well come on as I just told you they need yeah. money just mail a check to anyone in Rochester just write cash on it and just mail it to Rochester anyone no, needs that'll, that'll go to the mayor's office and I don't want that yeah I don't, I don't um, but, sure. but yeah Rochester needs help sure. <laughs> they 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 do i'm sorry you can email them so that they don't get your address and just say announce this show 
Yeah, it's like you know, my wife gets it from her from her old high school. And it's just like or an old in her old college, and it's like, yeah, they keep you on radar. I I I just haven't. It's, it's should I nice. email them then, and I'll say I'm doing this show with you. I, I you know that might be okay. You've got a lot more ins than I do. I don't even know who's in the alumni office anymore, at McQuaid. Okay, so. done. All right. I was looking at the teacher list, and I'm like, I I don't know either. There's some that I went to high school with. There's some who I know people who married people I went to high school with. I just there's some that are still there, and I'm surprised that they are. But uh, yeah, the 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 old guard is is not there anymore. It, it has changed quite a bit. And even from when my brother was still there, went there, he graduated a few years after I did. So. Um, so switching gears now from from Rochester. Yes, Mark. Can I give you one thing? Yes, uh, sure. Dr. Mike, one thing. So speaking of Balloon Fest, uh, I did a little Balloon Fest of my own this morning. Oh, yes. So, oh, yeah, did I, I sent you the picture, right? You sent me the picture. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so my sister-in-law had a giant inflatable lawn decoration a halloween decoration it was a seven foot tall vulture that said trick or treat looking for treats and i have um this little cousin who loves throwing halloween parties and his entire front lawn is full of inflatables when he throws parties and he has jazz bands and and it's an amazing thing for our family every halloween so it's July, and our family is a bunch of pranksters, right? So I go this morning. He was He's flying home. He was flying home tonight from his vacation. So this morning, I went to his house before he got home. And we're on a July, sunny July morning. And I set up and plugged in the seven-foot inflatable trick-or-treat vulture in his front lawn. His neighbors came over and asked what was going on, and I left. And then tonight I got a picture of his reaction next to the vulture, and he loved it. <laughs> Please play pranks on people. It reminds people that there is happiness and there are things in life that aren't the cloud. Absolutely. I'm trying to teach my kids that, and uh, they're much nicer people when they don't have a tablet in front of them. Yep. But. Uh, all right, so I need to switch gears a little bit. We we need to talk about this article that you sent me. Um, the Battle of Upstate New York Hot Dogs. This is NewYorkUpstate.com, I believe. Yeah, New York Upstate. Yeah, I think my brother Jay. Yeah, NewYorkUpstate.com. So shout out to him. So without going – this was a couple of years ago. This is, oh, it looks like 2018. So um, what they the, – the basic – gist of the article is they go about and talk about the different types of hot dogs the the hoffman the zweigels the solens there's a couple of their glaziers hot dogs for our friends in the north country heimbolds if you're over in troy wardinsky's which i'm pretty sure is for like 12 people in buffalo um so but I'm gonna I'm gonna just boil it down to the three that I know: Zweigels, Hoffman, and Solins. Mark, what are your thoughts, my friend? What I love all of them, um, but they're I, all good. There's oh, yeah. no wrong answer here, right? But, but I'm gonna have to say Hoffman. I mean, and I, again, I'm gonna qualify. They're all phenomenal. I grew up eating Zweigels. They're they're a lot thicker than the other hot dogs. You get a lot more food for your money and everything. 
Um, but Hoffman's just tastes slightly better to me. Um, and this guy actually put our favorites as the lower, you know, the the lower end of the spectrum. And he claims that Wardinsky He's from is... Syracuse. He, it, it's from Syracuse. So just let's take that with a grain of salt. Okay. Well, he claims they don't anyway. Know, they don't know garbage. True. They don't true. know garbage plates out there yet. But he says uh, he does agree Hoffman's are good, but he he put Glazers and Wardinsky's as better than Zweigel's. So point is, if the ones we love are good, apparently Wardinsky's is even better. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I I've never heard of Wardinsky's uh, or Glazers before before reading this article, and I'm pretty sure. People in Albany in the North Country and your Buffalo are going to be like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know these? Well, I just don't. So um, I'm going to agree with you because, again, in, in Syracuse, they have, at least they used to, I don't know if they still do or not, they had this place called the Hoffman Hot House. Yes, I went there. Which was, okay, so it's still it's still around, which is, which is awesome. I went um, in 08, so who knows? Every business goes out of business every day in New York. But, yeah, the, it was awesome. The only, the only potato salad I will ever eat. Whoa. Because it is warm. It is vinegary. It is just the salt potatoes of potato salad. Um, it it oh. just – it was just it, – it, like I said, I'm not a potato salad fan, but I will eat this. It was, it was, it, I will eat this hook, line, and stinker. It was phenomenal back in my college days. Um, wow. I, I, I do hope that it's, uh, I do hope that it's still around. Mark, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you to a certain extent. Okay, I'm gonna a certain, a certain extent. I do think Hoffman hot dogs are very good as a red hot. As a red hot, you know, for for those of you who aren't upstate New York people, there is this wonderful, beautiful thing called a white hot. And I have to say Zweigel's is better. I have to say Zweigel's white hot is better than all of them. I'll give you the Hoffman red hots. But if you ever get the chance to go in Liverpool to Hyde's hot dog stand... Oh, those are the best hot dogs of them all. It's it's Hyde's brand hot dogs. It's their hot dogs. It is a local mom and pop shop. It was around when my mother was growing up in Liverpool. Okay, so this has been around since the fifties. Um, yeah, and my mother, God rest her soul. Yes, she was alive in the fifties and sixties. It's been around forever. Uh-huh. I hope it's still around. I haven't again, I haven't been back in a while, but for if you ever get the chance to go, it's right in the village of Liverpool. Hyde's hot dogs is is the best hot dogs I've ever had. Whoa. Either red or white. I gotta try this. I gotta You hey, have to go. I just joined the Syracuse Eating Club, by the way. Ooh. You just reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. classy, classy. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the website for Hoffman's, the store locator, and they're showing, like, all sorts of locations of other companies that retail oh. their food. But why can't oh, I find no, an actual don't give me Hoffman's that. Hot House here? Where is this? 
it's it's h-a-u-s as well they they germanized it true true um it's just showing a bunch of like tops grocery stores and drug stores um, and so what was this hot dog that's supposed to be the best in the world hides of it's hides hot dogs of uh, liverpool new york Mm-hmm. Established in 19... 19- they use Hoffman hot dogs. Okay, fine. Okay, so it's um, not Hyde's actual meat. Okay, okay. No, they do use... Okay. They do use... But the way that they do it... And you have to eat it there. I mean, you you, you, um, you have to eat it there. You can't just bring it home or anything like that. You, it's a hot dog stand. Like they said, it's been around apparently since 1917. Okay, so we're they're coming up on the 100th year anniversary of this place and um they yeah they do use hoffman's but uh the way that they do it man it's just it's just off the chain it really is oh i gotta try Um, this hey side note you reminded me of ted's fish fry and that's near latham you know near albany i went a couple years ago and you just reminded me of it unbelievable fish fry Really? Yeah, and I think we got a burger and a hot dog as well. That was a while ago, but unbelievable. So, yeah, so, like I said, I will give a glowing recommendation to Hyatt's Hot Dogs of Liverpool, which do use Hoffman hot dogs, but they, I mean, I don't think the recipe's changed since they opened. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. I got a punishment noise if you heard that on the end there. It was I'm trying to type in something to search on this um, this Hoffman's website, and I got the Microsoft punishment noise, so apologize for that. Oh, boy. May Why? Microsoft go out of business immediately. You know, we got this thing up in five minutes instead of the usual 30 it takes us to, mm-hmm. to do it. Now we're just getting pop-up and update attack notifications left yeah. and right. No, nah, it's so, just the punishment um, noise, but yeah. Uh, so I'm still I looking think, here. Yeah, I, I I will say I don't. I mean, Solens is okay. I mean, they're not anything to write home about. Zweigel's White Hots and Hoffman Reds. I'll I'll you can disagree with me. There is no wrong answer, but that is my recommendation on that. Um, yeah, I'm a homer. What can I say? So, all right. So, Mark. Um, Let's see a couple of the things that are going on. See other things that are going on this week um, or this month. Well, um, so I've been I've been coaching my uh, I've been coaching my son in various sports, trying to stay active and attentive to that. And uh, somebody actually came up and finally addressed me as as Coach Mike, and I was like, "That's right, I'm Coach." I'm a coach now. This is this is awesome. Eli would call me like Coach Daddy, and it was like, ah. like it was cute. It's cute, but uh, somebody actually said Coach Mike. I'm like, oh okay. I, I have a new title now. Um, God love these little kids. They're they're amazing. Um, so are you gonna go by Coach Mike on the show now? No, no, no. no okay, no, no. Doctor Mike is. Uh, Coach Mike can be one of my alter egos, I guess. Right. On um, my show, I'm angry, Mark. So you could be Coach Mike on this show when certain moments. I found Hyde's, by the way, on the list of on Hoffman's website, but I haven't found any Hoffman's 
Yeah. yeah, it is. And again, it's right in the village of Liverpool, which is a great place to walk around right on the lake and enjoy the moment. Uh, enjoy the, the beautiful sunset. Enjoy, I think, Carousel Center's around that way or, so, or whatever it's called now is around there somewhere. But, and they, that's listed, to apparently in the Welcome Center of the mall. Um, but also, so there's a list of like 250 grocery stores and restaurants where you can get it. And number mm-hmm. 18, you can get Hoffman's Hots at Basilica of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I'm guessing after mass. <laughs> That's just what we need. That's just what we need. I love it. That's beautiful. And we need to go there. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Forget forget donuts after church. No, I want a I want a red hot with some with some Bill Gray's hot sauce on it or or some there's some Nick Tahoe's meat-based hot sauce. That's just uh it's just you're making me hungry, but um, so Coach Mike, yeah, Coach Mike, Coach Mike. But I do have, I do have another little bit of news. I have people actually coming to visit me next month. So uh, my my brother-in-law is coming in with his family shortly after we go out to out there to to. I have some work to do out there. I have some officiating to do, but uh, they're coming out to see us for a few days, and I've told them the wonderfulness of the garbage plate. So I will be making the hot sauce. I will be. I'm buying the mac salad. I don't make my own mac salad. I just can't do it right. Um, so I will cheat a little bit on that, but I will make my own hot sauce. I will make the burgers. You know your limits. Um, I can't give them the whole thing, but but I'll make the hot sauce. I'll get the mac salad. I'll throw the home fries in the air fryer, and uh, just show them at least give them the opportunity to, to try it as a garbage plate. They they are intrigued. Everybody's intrigued by this. Okay, I need to spread the word. That's what needs to happen. We need to spread the word. Mike, um, in this day and age, and families are, are always a mess and, and tumult, I just want to say that those people are lucky to have you. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's awesome. Oh, speaking of which, Mark, since we're on this um, we're on this kick of just enjoying the moment, no technology, whatever, I, I found that the best referrals in business – our word of mouth. Okay. Whether Believe me, your, your, your business is your business is no exception. Uh, you can advertise and you can increase your SEO rating on Google and you can get Yelp reviews all you want. Unfortunately, or fortunately, the best referral is still word of mouth. If you have a satisfied customer, they will tell somebody about the things, uh, that you do and, and grow your business that way. So I, nothing brings me a, a lot more joy. I, one of the most, most joyous things that I can find is when I could tell people, yeah, you know what? I got someone for you, you know, whether it's dry cleaning, whether it's computer stuff, whether it's a, a restaurant or, or anything like that, Mark. So, yeah, you, yeah, I got a guy. Nothing brings I got a me guy. more pleasure too to say I, I got a guy. You're gonna. I got him. a guy. All right, Mark. So I, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's the most obscure guy you got in your Rolodex? 
I'd have to think about that. I mean, I know tons of pizzerias. I know drywall guys, plumbers. I got um, one. I'll let you finish, but I got one that's going to just going to blow guy. your mind. Um, oh, I, I don't even know. Like, all right, go ahead. I got a cow guy. <laughs> oh, right. Where you buy frozen cows. <laughs> Once a year, I once a year, my my family and I we buy a quarter of a cow. They farm it, they send it somebody to get it cut and and processed and everything, and then I have meat for the whole year. And, and it, it's probably it, like what hundred bucks for a year's worth of meat or something incredible. A little more than a little more than that, but it fills up my entire freezer. I mean, with roasts and steaks and ground beef and. I even try to get them to to I even try to get them to shave the steak like a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, that sounds good. My, right now. That, that's another thing like I'm. A steak I, I, that's another thing I love making is is Philly cheesesteaks, which uh, oh. it, it's it's not the flyover Philly cheesesteak podcast, folks. It's the flyover plates podcast. But can I we do, do make, an episode about that. Absolutely, right. absolutely, we Write can. We can switch gears. We could switch gears, broaden our horizons. It's still it's still culinary legend, um, but yeah, uh, and it, and even put it in my phone is cow guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have I a recycling that, guy who shows up if you have dead TVs and electron, but I don't have a cow I, guy. I told that to my brother, and he goes, he goes, Mike. That is the most Midwest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> that just went through my head just now. Yeah, that's the most Midwestern thing ever. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, incredible. I'm I'm slowly I'm slowly becoming becoming a, a native son of Ohio. It's rewarding, but it's not the same as being a native son of Rochester. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So grass is greener. Uh, but but again. I got a guy. I got you know. I, I you know. I got a guy that'll re, you know remodeling guy, bathroom guy, cleaning guy. If you you know, it's usually a cleaning service. But but again, the whole the whole referral, word of mouth, actually physically talking to another human being. Um, it's what makes it, it's what makes the world go round, and what makes you, you a more well-rounded person. And it, it increases your your network, your social network, not like, you know, social networking, but your actual physical social network. And then I uh, I loved every minute of it. That, you know, I love doing that sort of thing for people. And hopefully they do that for me, which you know, allows me to get my business and your business where it needs to go oh that's the best i uh, no more i love that in business there's nothing makes me happier than you know connecting someone making them happy blowing away their expectations i say look if you like me this is the mark of whatever of remodeling and <clears throat> yeah we should do is calculate how much you save every year on food like i just went to walmart and i spent five bucks on i don't know two pounds of ground turkey okay that's great but I can't imagine how much food you get. Next time I, if I could scrounge it up, I'll, I'll, I had the picture of it all laid out on my, in, in my basement floor. Um, <laughs> it, 
because I had I still had some left over, so I had to make sure that stayed up toward the top. So we got rid of so we got rid of that first. But yeah. um, it, I mean, it's like three big palletfuls of of beef, and of course they've been keeping it in the freezer. So if I drop one of the two pound tubes of ground beef, I may break a toe. But <laughs> um, it's all good beef. It's all good stuff. Uh, shout out to to my cow guy. Um, he'll probably be calling me in the next month. So that means I have to, you know, go on a meat, a meat bender, so to speak, to get all this stuff, taking, get this stuff out of my freezer and into my stomach. Uh, make sure he listens to the show. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do. All right. So, um, man, we unpacked a lot. I really had a, I really had a lot to, to get off my chest. Um, Mark, what do you got coming up, man? What do you got coming up the next month or so before we do this again? I don't know. I, this we always just we got so much done tonight. You know, so many fun things discussed. Um, I don't even know. I'm trying to. I've been I've been using Reddit lately. I'm part of a group called Sweaty Startup, and there's always these dudes who go on there. And they go, well, um, yeah, I, I'm going to do window washing or power washing or something. And that's great. I mean, they've taken that first step of you don't need corporate America anymore. And there are plenty of guys who just say, oh, I'm so disillusioned. I don't have a job, whatever. So, so they've taken that first step of, hey, I realize that human beings have tons of needs and they want to pay me directly and I don't need a corporate job. Okay, great. But I'll say to them, hey, you know what? Uh, I mean, power washing is cool. But have you ever reset a password before, um, you know, for your grandparents or something? Or have you ever ripped out fake Wi-Fi if you're infected with fake Wi-Fi from your Internet provider? You know, that's the, the rental router they give you that chops yep. the signal by 99%. Oh, and yeah. have you ever put in a real router for someone and they go, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of them will say, oh, I came from the IT world and I, I could never get a job. <laughs> and, I, I, and I say, hey, guess what? If you know anything about IT, then you ain't power washing nothing no more. Why don't you do in-home tech support for seniors? And then I tell them, I'll give you all the advice, encouragement you want for free because I want to see, I want to see guys out there helping the senior citizens, protecting them from big tech. Right? It's just like Elon Musk with Tesla's patents. What he cared about is not market domination, but he cared about getting electric vehicles out there, no matter who sells them or makes them. So it's the same mm -hmm. thing. I tell people, look, you know certainly pay me for training i'll teach you whatever you want but even if you don't pay me anything go out there and help people there's probably a lot more but i can't think of it now but yeah i'm just so thrilled with everything this year awesome awesome you keep going with it i know just in going with the theme of not having to, well sort of not having technology in our face where we live they do they, they did a they're doing a summer movie series outdoor movies free popcorn and drinks and that sort of thing so, so human so, american families can be together i i tell you man it, family values is something that we need to to hold on to and you know the one of the well this weekend one of the movies that's playing outdoors is sonic 2 which is one that my son has wanted to see for quite some time so I told him, and he's been wanting to do this for like two months. Yes, it's a movie, but we're making a whole communal thing out of it. Like, I'm like, dude, do you want to 
you want me to talk to your friend's parents? Do you want to see if they want to come? Yeah, dad, come on. Let, you know, let's, let's see if we can get a bunch of people out. And every single one of them has said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go outside. Hopefully pray to pray to God. It doesn't rain. Um, but I really, you know, he, he's excited for it. I'm excited for it. He gets to hang out with his friends. I get to be outside and actually talk to people. Um, but the fact that they're doing this for the community at large, it's still, it's still a huge thing. And then, uh, and then next, next weekend at one of the local churches is Greek fest. So, you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be inhaling some baklava. That's for oh, darn sure. Yeah. And we got to review it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to review. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that for sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, just, you know, just traveling and people coming to see us and, you know, we start school in mid August out here, which is still blowing my mind. So, so come August, whatever it is, 16th, 17th, kids are going to start going back to school. And uh, then all you Rochester folk can laugh, be like, ha ha, we've got two more weeks plus Labor Day before you go back, before we go back and start to suffer through New York State Regents exams. Yeah, except, so, I mean, in Rochester, the snow's barely melted by August. For- <laughs> I know. But the whole the whole summer fling in Rochester is what three weeks long, right? <laughs> it finally got hot enough. Like only it was only two weeks ago that I had to put on a fan. I don't even use air conditioning. It doesn't get that hot, <laughs> at least for me. Oh man, it's it's been it's been actually quite nice here. I mean, after you go to after you go to Texas and it's like. 100 degrees with a heat index of 115 and I'm, I love the heat don't get me wrong I, I was I was enjoying every minute of it I was like trying to drag my kids out to the playground then just trying to be outside for a little while and the pool temperature was 90 degrees when I was down there it was just amazing but it's uh you know but it's been it's been quite pleasant here and we've been able to get out and do some stuff and um you know, there's a time and place for the for the technology for the tablets. There's a time and place not to do that either. So, um, just making sure that the kids are that the kids are you know enjoying the outside and everything. So, um, but yeah, we got you know the 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 chaos never stops in my house. It only morphs. So, I have to do this late at night when uh, I have to do this late at night after the kids go to sleep and. Mark's just trying to just wind down, maybe on the verge of delirium. I have no idea, but um, so we'll do this again soon. Mark, is there anything that uh, is there anything else you want to add? Anything, any shout out you want to give? That's really, yeah. I mean, shout out to my brother JP for giving us the hot dog article, and uh, yeah. shout out to anyone from McQuaid who's listening. And thanks for telling your friends about the show. That's right. We will. Uh, we will be back. <clears throat> next month for another episode of the flyover plates podcast so for for mark anthony arena i am dr mike enjoy the summer enjoy the moment we will see you next time